Hey, NJ. Thanks for coming on, man. Thank you, brother. Thank you. Uh, let's start with where it all began for you in the music industry. Man, the industry. Well, I'd have to say it started in my bedroom first and foremost. Like I was a fan of the music. Um, you know, just listened to guys like Park, Biggie, um, Eminem, Outkast, Big Pun, some of my early influences. You know, I was just in my room and started writing raps to just uh, express myself, man, like just to get stuff off your chest. You know, when you're a teenager, you're going through some highs and lows. So you just want to express yourself. So I just do a lot of the stuff in my room. And um, from there, just started showing people a bit. Some people did it. Some people just thought you were kind of silly. But um, I don't know. It's just something that I've always done and stuck with. So it was like a, a good vent for me, you could say. It was something that I did to, you know, feel something. And um, eventually just started doing proper recordings, um, linked up with a few people. And by about 2003, four started recording my first album. Um, which released like late 2005, early 2006. Um, and then I got my first taste of sort of the industry from there. And um, to be honest, I felt a lot, I felt very boxed out um, because you kind of have to push your way in, man. Like it's, it's doggy dog out there, you know, um, no one really wants to, you know, take you on board or anything like that. You, you know, you're unsigned, you're, you're trying to, fight for position but like there's so much competition and there's labels and whatnot and back then australian hip-hop was just sort of taken off um hilltops were just kind of cracking through when uh nosebleed section dropped so you know times were changing and you know seeing other people like break through was um definitely a good thing because then it's like well hey if they can do it then why can't i yeah um and then the challenge was set, man. So, yeah. How do you feel it has changed now? Because back then in 2003 to 2005, you needed a record label to do anything. But now you can just distribute music straight from your bedroom. Yeah. Well, um, the funny thing is, like, for me personally, I, I've never been signed. So I've done everything myself independently. Um, while there were powerhouses like Abyss Records, you know, that, you know, they, they like, um, were pushing, uh, guys like the Hilltop Hoods, Draft, um, Illy done quite well through them. Um, Cursor got distributed through them eventually. Um, Cursor made his own lane. Props to Cursor, man. Um, yeah, there's another guy that's just done it, you know, just done it hard and just done it well. Um, but for me, I just, uh, I just put my head down and, went the independent route. So I shopped it to labels and whatnot, but to get their attention was quite hard because you're always competing against people who may know people or something like that. But I guess I just carved my own lane, man, you know, just grinded it out and um, let the hustle speak for itself. So I'm just one of those MCs that I let my work speak for myself. So that's kind of the way that I sort of I got exposure, um, you know, just hounded promoters and whatnot and said hey i'd love a spot on that show and hey man like uh, you know if you see my live show like bang bang we'll you know i'll, I'll put in 110 percent you know i'll push the show hard for you 
So I just, you know, you have to really sell yourself to people. Um, totally different times back then. And, and now, like, you got, like, sub-genres and everything. So, like, the game's changed so much. And like you said, man, you don't really need the label. Um, and that's definitely a thing. And everyone's just, it's just based on your work ethics, really. Um, yeah. And mine's still there. So, yeah, here I am uh, all these years later and I'm about to release my fourth album which is called The Evolution of Oneself. Um, yeah, just COVID's been quite testing lately, so everything's been pushed back. Yeah. So <laughs> um, it is what it is, man. Yeah. Yeah, well, being independent and still, I just had a quick look at your Spotify and still hitting the like average 30,000 plays. It's decent numbers considering you're, you're independent and, you know, COVID and all that stuff, like, you're still grinding and you're still pushing. Yeah, I guess that um, the tracks on Spotify, I'm quite surprised that there's still numbers on there and um, I still get love from people. I guess um, my catalogue, like, it's um, something I take pride in. Like, I look back on tracks and I'm still proud of what they are today. Like, I've got tracks that I had one track uh, the other day that, two people gave me props for it the same day. And, um, you know, it's like, damn, that track's 11 years old. <laughs> yeah. I can remember performing that back in 2010 and um, I can still perform it today. And it's still like something that, that hits and it just goes down well. Cause at the end of the day, man, good music's good music. And um, regardless of time and age, it's, it's still going to have that same vibe, that effect, that feel to yeah. it. So I, I take a lot of pride in making music that lasts. You know, I think that's um, something that I really, really take pride in. Like, I like to look back on my releases and be like, I'm proud of this right here. So I think that's um, that's just that Spotify plays are just sort of telling me that people are still vibing to these uh, these albums, these tracks. And um, that, that's, that's something um, I'm very proud of, man, for sure. Yeah. yeah. At that point, it's not a discography. It's more of a legacy for you. Yeah, yeah. It feels that way. And um, the older you get, it's like, yeah, you, you really take pride in that stuff right there. You don't really think about it when you're younger, but um, you think about it a lot more now. Yeah, for sure. Let's talk about your busking freestyles way back when, pre-COVID. Oh, wow, yeah. <laughs> um, I love busking, man. Like, it's kind of weird um, how busking came about. Um, for me, like hip hop's always been a real like street thing, like to be connected with the streets. And you know, um, the way I started busking was kind of strange because I had, you know, you walk past people in the city and they're busking and they're doing their thing and street performing, and you're like, damn, that, that takes a lot of work ethic and. You know, they're putting in hours upon hours and they're spreading their name out to the people and whatnot. Some people frown upon it. Some people don't. Some people are like, wow, you got guts to do that. Mm. Um, so, you know, it is what it is. But uh, a friend of mine once asked me, he goes, hey, man, would you like to come out and busk? And this is at this point in time, I was like doing a lot of gigs and I was um, I was putting myself out there on a, on a big scale, you know, and it was probably near my peak as well um, back in about 2013, 14. And um, I went out busking with him. I just had the best time, man. Just like taking it back to just rapping, 
you know, you do the freestyles here and there. You get, you meet people, people come up and go, hey, man, do you mind if I jump on the mic? And you just, you know, just associate with your city, man, and it's just great. Um, and then people will be like, well, why, what are you doing out there? Why are you doing that for? And I'm like, well, I enjoy it. <laughs> you know, it's, and on top of that, you're getting tax-free money, which is always <laughs> a good thing. But, but regardless of the money, it's about the feeling, man. And, um, you know, like... You'd have your days where, you know, some people might get on your nerves or whatnot, but then some person comes fast and they just they look at it, like look at you and like look at the music playing and they're just smiling and it's like you're changing someone's whole attitude from um, a song or a vibe that you're just putting out there to the world. And my, my style is very different to uh, most, I feel like. I've got my vibe I'd describe as like conscious boom bap, like... So you got that 90s style and you got the hard, the, the heavy drums and, um, and with, with a, with a spice of soul, you know, like I got that soul in the, the beats and stuff like that. I take pride having, you know, the old samples and stuff like that. I'm big on uh, one of my favorite producers is DJ premier and uh, he's he sample heavy. And, you know, like I keep my vibe along that line and it is what it is. I don't, you know, I don't, I, you won't hear me on a trap beat or anything like that. It's just not for me. I've got to do what's right for me and what, what sits right with my soul. So, yeah. But with the busking, it's, uh, it's just something that I, I got into through my friend and then started doing it by myself. I've done it in Brisbane City. I've done it in Sydney City. And, um, yeah, it's been fun, man. Like, And on top of that, it's like a, a kind of like a paid rehearsal in a way. So yeah. when I have if you're doing hours upon hours and my average was like three hours, I'd average three hours. So you think rapping nonstop three hours, like that's, <laughs> that's some work right there. Oh yeah. Um, I mean, you stop between them and have drinks and you talk to people and conversate, um, you know, but ultimately you're getting your name out there a bit and it's, it's fun. So, uh, you know, it's just something I enjoyed doing. Um, Brisbane City in the Valley there, Fortitude Valley. Shout out to Fortitude Valley. <laughs> um, it was fun, man, because it's sort of like the party central and you're just out there doing your thing. And people will just be like, wow, this guy's crazy. You know, like he's just in the heart of the city. And and you'd see when they have like hip hop gigs on and stuff, people come past and you'd see MCs and you get the MCs on the mic and stuff like that. So it was fun, man. You know, like to be honest, I haven't busted in about, maybe six seven months so it's been a while um, my equipment's in in brisbane got a house up in brisbane i'm, I'm here in sydney um i'll pretty much be staying in sydney because uh, i've got a young baby now and family so it's all about the family life but i'll bring my busting gear down at one point and you know who knows might get back out there we'll see how it goes but really just focused on uh, getting this new album out at the moment that's my priority when it comes to this music thing and uh yeah man what city pays more busking wise like, where'd you get the most money sydney or brisbane i'd say hands down brisbane really yeah um i used to do a bit of busking outside of this coals <laughs> and it was people just throw notes at you man they just loved it absolutely loved it and then someone one day i got a security guy come up to me there and he's like you're not allowed to do this here. I'm like, what do you mean? Like, I've always been, I've been doing this months here. And um, they basically said, if you, if you do this again here, you'll 
you'll get a fine. So yeah, <laughs> I kind of have to leave. <laughs> I kind of have to keep it moving. I called the numbers and stuff like that and asked them, "Hey, man, what's the deal? Like, a lot of people love what I do here. You know, what's what's the problem? I'm just kind of rehearsing for my shows and that." And he's like, "Look, man, unfortunately, it's, you, you can't do it." I'm like, "Well, what about when other people do it? Because I've seen other people do it." You gonna move them along too, or you know? So it's kind of tough. Sometimes you're dealing with that stuff. That's the what you get, and you get a lot of crooked cops. I dealt with a lot of crooked cops in um, Sydney City in the um, Central Station tunnels. You okay. get cops that would just make they would just make their own little rules, man. And you know, kind of. Oh, I remember this female cop one time. She was just she was just uh, drilling me on some some drama, and I was just like. What, hang on a second, bust here all the time. And it was like, what is the problem here? So you get cops to just make their own rules sometimes. Most cops will just smile at you and just be like, you know, good day to you. And yeah. it's all love. But you'll get the occasionals that love the power trip. And um, so that gets frustrating. But in all, it's pretty fun. Back on your your old samples and all the, like the, genre of music you like making do you think the scene will go back to the old way i think there's definitely a niche for it um there's like um it depends on the artist man like i think different artists have different vibes some evolve a different way or they evolve in a different direction i think uh, to some degree you kind of got to reinvent yourself too hmm. so you know, like uh, some people experiment with different sounds and stuff, but you'll never hear like NJE over a, a techno beat or a house beat or something like that. Just, <laughs> Just like hip hop comes from a certain place, man. It's like, to me personally, that, yeah, can't do that, man. Just, just not for me. Where do you man, see the scene going? Home? What's that, sir? Where do you see the scene going in about like, we'll say five years or so? Like, do you think it will do a full circle or do you think it's going to stay along this like trap, uh, what is it, drill type style? I think it will definitely um, evolve and change once again. Um, especially like with um, COVID and stuff, it's changed a lot. And I think when the dust settles and, you know, things start getting back to normal and the shows start coming back in um you're going to see certain artists just rise and you know because the live element is is not really there at the moment and now you see artists starting to book shows again and get back out there so you're definitely going to see a change in you know who's who's um you know going to take it you know it's there for the taking really you know changing times in, in a big way because we've had just like it's been basically two years where you know the live aspect's just gone. So if you don't have an online presence and you haven't survived that, you know, you better get back to the drawing board. Speaking of but, online presence, your account got hacked on Instagram. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> How did that happen? Uh, it was like some Bitcoin crap, man. It was um, biggest headache. There's a lot of it going on, on at the moment too, man. Like, um, they're hacking a lot of people's accounts. So basically they, they got me early in the morning. I, could, I was half asleep and, you know, like they said something and I was like, oh, yeah, you know, whatever. And, I, I, you know, I sort of 
they, they just got me on the hook, man. And um, before you know it, boom, 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 my account's just uh, gone. And then they're saying, they basically said to me, we want you to do a video saying, I made like all this money on Bitcoin and blah, blah, blah. So they want my face saying, oh, da, 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 like, like use, use my identity. I was like, are you fucking serious? I'm like, hell no. Um, yeah, I go, give me back my fucking account. Yeah, no, that's and, shit. Um, no matter what I did, no matter what angle I took, Instagram doesn't listen. Um, Facebook goes, oh, you're probably best just get people to report the account. Report the account. So I tried that angle. But people reported, reported, reported. And then eventually um, the account just got removed. And um, then I'm trying to claim it back. And they said the account's totally gone. So I don't know if I could get it back at this point. But, I mean, you just rebuild it's at the end of the day, it's just a numbers thing. Like people are like, oh, he's got this much following. And unfortunately, perception is huge these days. Uh, yeah. It's the internet. And um, so the people know, who know me, they, you know, they'll, they'll, they'll get the picture soon enough and follow the other account. I mean, I might get it back. Who knows? I might get an email in a month from now saying, well, you, you know, can, you can verify yourself, you can get your account back. I've known people that have gone through it and they've got their account back. So, uh, you know, I've got my fingers crossed, but if not, you know, it's not the end of the world. Um, it's you know, just we can't discover from my account. Yeah. So, you know, I'm already creating more ventures and things happening. So, yeah, it's very shit. And um, also, if you notice on Facebook lately, there's been a lot of people, um, say, for example, Bliss and Esso, um, Bit oh, of Belief, yeah. they've been jacking their whole profiles and um saying you win this prize as soon as they that people are like oh my god listen that's so added me and then they message them and they say you won this prize and it's like <laughs> like what listen that's <laughs> giving away money now yeah cogs is giving away money now nah, it doesn't work like that and a lot of the artists are putting on their page like just so you know i'm giving you a warning right now this is not me so like- a lot of it's going on right now yeah, even that's ridiculous. Like, then it falls on the artist. It's like, man, I never told you that I was giving away money. How is this my fault? You click the link. The amount I, of, I don't know. Like, the amount of emails I got and the amount of inbox messages and texts or whatever, you know, so many. Like, and you're just saying the same thing every day. That's definitely not me. I'm not giving away yeah. money. <laughs> like, come on, man. Like, be serious. Be real here. Like who's given away money in, in the like the end of COVID, um, or maybe not the end of COVID, you know? Um, yeah, just no. Yeah, like, <laughs> it doesn't make any sense. But the, the problem is, it, it's something in you, in you, just like oh, free money, what, what? And um, yeah, if they get you at a time where you're tired or you you're just not thinking straight, or strapped for cash, you know, they get you. They get yeah. you when you, yeah. Um, and people have showed me their conversations. This is what happened. And they say, like, that'd be good for my family. And ultimately, $500, $600 would be good for anyone's family, mate. So, <laughs> you know, uh, sometimes people are like, oh, well, but realistically, no one's given away that money. So you've got to think logical here. And, and I didn't too. So, you know, I did the same thing. So um, it happens. <laughs> be careful, guys. <laughs> See, I thought they just got through to your, your email and then from your email, they reset your password and just lock you out. They um they change it all. They change yeah. it all very quickly. And, yeah. So um, 
they know exactly what they're doing. Yeah. So yeah, I've gone yeah. and <laughs> double, triple authenticated my email address, like my email account, and then double authenticated my all my Instagram accounts. I've got like a bunch, but like, yeah, it sucks. Like people work their asses off to build up all this following, the whole account, and then some fuckwit just comes in and just takes it. It's like, yeah, oh. man. I, like I had a lot of contacts from America and stuff on there. Um, you know, Australia, like a lot of uh, very respected MCs out here. Um, I would conversate with them on that account. So, you know, like uh, now you just got the scammer. <laughs> yeah, like they're, they're probably, the scammer is probably messaged. this. This um, this scam is probably messaged all these people, and like, you know, I've tried to re reconnect with a lot of people, mm -hmm. and most of them understand, and they, you know, they they get that it's a really a thing right now. Um, the problem is, there's a there's a hole in it and the way they do things yeah. on both Facebook and Instagram. And they really need to see that and address it because I'm trying to like prove my identity. Like, you know, it's like, uh, this is a mess, man. So yeah, it's like <laughs> hopefully they, they sort it out because it's very, um, very, very bad. Yeah. Well, it's, <laughs> it's just as easy as going, I forgot my password. And then they send you a link straight to your email. And all you got to do is click the link and you're in. You don't have to do anything else other than that. So if they've got through your email, they can get straight in. Yeah, that's basically what it is. Yeah, it's terrible. Um, but enough on <laughs> how shit Instagram and Facebook is. <laughs> so um, yeah, guys, just um, yeah, if you get NJE saying I'm going to give you money, it's not me. Sorry, yeah. guys. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we would be the last <laughs> people giving away money. <laughs> that's it. We we just broke the seas. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, what has been the hardest part in the music industry other than like that 20, uh, 2000 to like 2010 come up? Like what has been like the hardest or the biggest learning experience for you? Um, probably accepting that you'll never be like famous type of thing. Like, hmm. but to me, it's never really been about the fame. I always ask myself this one question. I say, why do you do this? If, if at the end of the day, I can look in the mirror and say, I do this because I love it and anything else is a bonus, I'm going to keep going. I'm going yeah. to keep doing it until I don't enjoy it. I still enjoy it. It's still, I'm not really out there to challenge MCs. I'm not trying to battle anyone or be better than anyone. I'm just trying to make good music, the last, you know, stuff that people can still bump 10 years from now and enjoy it and go, I like this guy's vibe. So that's what it's about for me. The day I don't love it, it's the day I'll quit. So yeah. that's what it's about for me. That was going to be my next question. You've been doing it for so long. Have you ever thought about just stopping and just doing the nine to five? I do the nine to five and this. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. Well. Like, like, um, there's been times where I've actually made more money on music than my day job. Mm -hmm. um, and sometimes you get people like don't quit your day job they, know, they might not like your style or whatever it's like do you actually know <laughs> I do quite well with music yeah. but a lot of people don't see that because the thing is if you put yourself out there and you find the angles to make money in this game and you find the, the ways that you can 
capitalize and, and you have a, a strong business mind because I'm self-managed. See, like I once had a manager at a point, but it wasn't for me. I realized that I could just manage myself because I know what I want and I know what I want to achieve in this um, business, in this game. So I just went out and did it. I created a label called the Essence Entertainment, which is sort of also a hub where, hub or a platform where I put on young MCs. So I started putting on showcase events in like cities like Adelaide, Melbourne, uh, Sydney, Brisbane. And I just do the circle, man, just go round and round. And um, sometimes I perform, sometimes I just host because people just want to be around. You know, they might want to have a drink with you, get to know you. Yeah, I'm like, come through. I'm just hosting this one, but come down, you know, I'm putting on some some new new MCs. And I'm always on the lookout for upcoming talents. So, I mean, and if that's you guys, um, please send through your music to the Essence Entertainment page on Facebook or even yeah. me and I'll check it out. Eventually, we'll, we'll, we'll get back into the shows and whatnot. But right now, it's just about trying to get this album out. But, yeah, you just got to find avenues and ways to do things. And, you know, um, it is what it is. You probably put on a few people that I've spoken to over the past, like, eight months I've been doing this. Yeah, right. Because, like, you said you went to, like, Melbourne. and Like, you probably, like I don't know if you've uh, Haunts or Scooby Tunes or... Any one of those? Like, yeah. Yep. That's just a couple off the top of my head. Uh, Kickback, he's brand new to the Adelaide scene. He's decent. I'll keep a lookout for these young guys, man. Like, the thing is, sometimes when I put out, like, I've got an event coming up, blah, 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 looking for MCs and Adelaide or whatever like that, I just go contact me if you need it. So you might have, like, someone that knows – um someone that knows someone and they go, oh, cool, you should check this out and and put yourself forward to this guy. So word gets around that, you know, you're a promoter too. And it's just building ties with people, you know. And, mm. you know, I take pride in, like, you know, treating people with a level of respect. And I, I love putting on MCs because I remember when I first started, a lot of people wouldn't help me, man. Like, so the give back is very important to me. Um I like to try to drop a few gems on these young MCs and just let them know, like, some avenues to take and ways to be and ways not to be. So I've formed some uh, really good friendships with MCs over the years uh, through that. Some get, some are very ungrateful, man. They won't be on the next bill, put it like that. <laughs> but um, I, mean, I take it with a grain of salt sometimes, man, and, and, you know, just try to give people the benefit of the doubt and uh, try to help them out as much as I can. I have open mics in the end of my shows too to try to put people on who are a bit nervous about full sets, but I'm like, hey, man, there's, there's only a few people in the crowd now. The, you know, the crowd's pretty much gone. There's about 10, 15 people out here. You want to get up and try that, that song? Get up, man. I try and encourage them, you know? Yeah. I feel like the people of the scene needs more people like you. It's already cutthroat enough without the industry and people in it trying to keep everyone down. I, can, I feel like if everyone banded together, really is, the Oz rap scene in Australia, like it could outdo the US, hands down. 100%, man. And I've performed in the US. I've performed in New York City. Um, I've done, I think I've done two or three shows in New York. Yeah, about three shows in New York. Um, that was about 2013. And the, the level of talent there is insane. And you just blend in as another MC. It's like, is like crazy out there. 
Um, and those shows were pretty small. Like, they actually weren't that great. I expected so much more, so I kind of felt a little bit let down. One of the best nights was one that was a very organized event. It was called End of the Week, and um, a lot of famous MCs come through that, that joint. So that was the – you felt a real – hip-hop vibe in there like this is like the essence of hip-hop right here so performing at that one was probably the best because you know when you stepped in there you had to bring your a game and you couldn't mess up no words on stage and you know um but the the level of talent in that building that day is just insane man and new york's crazy because you you go places and you never know who's walking through that door like i remember being at an xxl freshman show and um, I met Static Selector there. I met um, Terminology. And um, I seen Buster Rhymes just chilling at the bar. So <laughs> you never know who you're going to see. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, I, I couldn't imagine. Like, you, you've, got, you've listened to Buster Rhymes, for example, your whole life. And then he's just yeah. hanging out over there at the bar. It's just like, ooh. Did you fangirl? You're like, oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, I've been a fan of Buster for a very long time, man. So, for me, it was like it was something else, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, when would you say you've made it within this music industry? Like, when would you say this is it? Like, For me, I don't, I don't really know what what's making it to, to some people is different for others. You know what I mean? I think... Um, Making it, it's like you got to ask yourself what that means to you. Um, mm-hmm. For me, making it's just are you making money off it? Are you making yourself famous off it? Like you got to ask yourself what you want from this. Um, for me, my job keeps me, my day job keeps me like involved with people day to day. So I, I enjoy my job. Um, I'm a people's person, uh, you know. So to me, I don't mind doing my job and then I don't mind being the rap guy, um, being the promoter guy. Um, so I, I enjoy what I do. So does that mean I've made it? I don't know. You know, like to some people, they're like, oh, you live the best life, but I never stop. So <laughs> is making it like when you're kicking back on an island? <laughs> you know, like you got to ask yourself what, what it means to you, I guess, man. So yeah. everyone's different. Um, yeah, it's hard to say. Yeah, no, it's it's something to think about. It's like, when would you say you've made it? And then you look at it and you're like, probably never, because you always got to do something else. You know, you get to that, that level and then there's always another level that you need to get to. Well, that's the thing. It's like, when are we ever satisfied as human exactly. beings? Like, <laughs> ever. Um, so you always want to better yourself. And sometimes I look back like, Man, was that my peak or is, is my peak now? Like, <laughs> like, I still have a pretty solid following and fan base. Um, and sometimes even more than back in 2010, which I would say was my peak. I mean, I was selling more tickets to shows back then, but, you know, times have changed. And then that, those times I was in my 20s. And so people in their 20s are more likely to go to shows. So therefore, it's logical that they'd buy more tickets nowadays like people my age they they got families they can't come like that anymore you know what i mean mm. so you got to tap into a younger generation and that's that's challenging but they still come they you know you get people that will still come people will get babysitters and they'll come through to your show so 
it's about reinventing sometimes, man. Yeah. And um, staying in touch with your people. Yeah. When you're not being NJE, what are you doing? Like in your spare time? Family. Yeah. Hundred percent. Yeah. Not a lot of time uh, in this day and age, man. I mean, a lot's changed with since COVID. Um, I mean, as I was telling you before, I've got a four-month-old, mm. my um, partner, and um, fatherhood's great. I'm loving it. Um, yep. They definitely keep you busy, don't they? Yeah, 100%. I'm really blessed to have a healthy son and um, very grateful for that. Um, very grateful for an amazing partner. Um, been through, Been through a lot, man, so... You know, it's um, good to have that support. Hmm. Um, yeah, man. But besides that, sometimes we'll catch up with friends, whatnot. But it's it's hard in between. And, and if not, I'm going in the studio. Yeah. Yeah, just going back in the back in the booth and, and getting things done. Not a lot of time to myself these days. To, <laughs> you know, I watch basketball. I love basketball. Every time. <laughs> man, how can you pick these days? Because players like change teams like like underwear so <laughs> like i mean i'm a big fan of lebron james but the lakers don't look too good right now so yeah, yeah no i've been a bulls fan through and through and they are smashing it this season i have to say like yeah, man, damn. they are very they have a very entertaining team right now um the rosen's looking great over there man and um caruso yeah i mean they're exciting to watch. They're, mm. they're, they're a very fun team to watch. I'm a big fan. I've been following them for so long. So basketball is always something that I like to do um, to space out my time uh, when it comes to fitness and whatnot. And um, also I like hitting the gym a bit yeah. uh, two, three times a week if I can. Obviously, since the baby, I, a lot less. <laughs> COVID, a lot less. Look, they're Everyone just as heavy as some dumbbells. You just lift them a little bit. Well, yeah, man, he's getting, he's getting man. <laughs> but um, yeah, it's really hard to catch up with people in, in these times. I feel um, mm. hopefully we get back there one day. But yeah, mainly family, man. I'd say yeah. Yeah, it takes uh, people a long time to figure out that themselves and family is more important than fame and success, and they don't realize that until they're all alone in their big ass house. You know, so. I, I have that feeling. I had that feeling not, not too long ago, alone yeah. in a big ass house. And then um came here to Sydney. Um started a relationship with my partner now and now we've got a beautiful son. Bless man, you know what I mean? So it's funny how life just changes like that. It's crazy. Yeah. Like that was two years back. You know Jeez. It's, it's crazy. Two years yeah. back feels like six months ago. <laughs> oh it does, man. Yeah. It's, it's um you know, you just got to put your head down sometimes and work for what you want and out of this life because you never know when, you know, it's over. So you got to go go for yours. If you yeah. want something, go go get it, man. The only person really stopping you is yourself. Deep. Yeah. But absolutely, yeah. Yep. I do have a list of questions I fire off at everyone. Um, it's just to get to know you a little bit better than what we have been now but um what's your favorite food man favorite food ribs like yes. but it's got to be homemade like i like i make my ribs a certain way that reminds me i'm gonna have to do it for the family very soon 
gotta gotta have the the hot sauce. Gotta have some like sticky sauce up in there. It's gotta be done like to perfection. And when yeah. it's done right, they are like they're, they're my number one, hands down. Yeah, <laughs> man, I love ribs, but they're just way too messy. Like as much as you love them, it's not worth the cleanup <laughs> half the time. Yeah, no, nah, I, I, I can do the cleanup for them. Yeah, but when I make. If I was to make you rip, man, you would, you'd be like, this is not the cleanup. <laughs> uh, Netflix or Disney Plus, man? Netflix. Yeah? Yeah. I don't know if you have um, any spare time, but what are you watching at the moment? Um, a show that I really enjoyed was um, uh, Peaky Blinders was, was fantastic. Okay. Did you, have you ever seen that? No. I might have to check it out. So much shit on there. Like, <laughs> I, I don't know whether I should click play on half of it, but when people recommend stuff, it's usually pretty decent. Watch like a few episodes and then you'll get a feel for it and yeah. um, you'll be hooked, man. You'll be telling me like, this is great, man. <laughs> um, have a good show. There's a really cool show on there. There's a really cool show on there. Me and my partner were watching called Made. Um, it's about this... Yeah. Um, mother that and a daughter that got out of a um, domestic violence situation and it was really awkward and um, just a really cool real life story yeah. um, fantastic little um, little drama there um, that's worth checking for um, Disney Plus though, I really really love Mandalorian like yeah that's I think that's the only reason why everyone got it <laughs> yeah pretty much man but we were absolutely hooked on Mandalorian we absolutely oh loved yeah it. So, like, yeah. Waiting for every week for a new one to drop. Like, it's that's how hooked yeah. everyone was. But, yeah, I think that's why everyone got Disney+. It was, it was an exciting time. And also, um, I'm, uh, like, I'm a massive basketball fan, so you obviously would have watched. And you're a Bulls man, too, so The Last Dance. I have not seen that. Oh, man. Like I'm not big on documentaries. Like, my partner can watch really? them for days. I just fall asleep. They just bore me <laughs> right. I like unless it's like hella conspiracies and shit then i'm all for it <laughs> yeah i don't know it's done really well that that um documentary series and um, yeah. i really enjoyed it man uh, i thought tiger king was quite good it's quite funny <laughs> i don't know I've never why seen that. It's like um, it's about this bogan uh hippie type bloke and um He's going head to head with this other lady, this cat lady, and uh, it's just—it's a weird thing to watch and get into. But I don't know why you get hooked. <laughs> um, so that's on Netflix too. And obviously, in uh, when the first lockdown happened, you have to find shows that so you're digging everywhere, you know. Yeah. So <laughs> you find stuff that, that you, you would never even click play on, but you did because you were bored. <laughs> pretty much, yeah. and that's pretty much how Tiger King came about. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, man. PlayStation? Yeah. PlayStation or Xbox? To be honest, man, I don't have time. <laughs> yeah. Um, probably PlayStation, though. Yeah. Um, I'm a big fan of, like, Street Fighter from back in the day. Um, but I'm not... I, I've, never really, I've never really played these new games, never really got into it. So... You're you just know. an old-school guy, I guess. Well, yeah, just... 
I, my priority is just working and making sure my, my child's good, making sure my partner's good. Mm. You know what I mean? Uh, to, to sit down and play a game, uh, I just, yeah, I'd rather be in the studio or, or shooting some hoops or something. You know what I mean? Like, True. it's just not really, as a grown man, it's not really something I do now. Yeah. No, I, I've got a PS4, but ever since my little one came along, it's just collecting dust at the moment. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? No time. Um, what's your biggest conspiracy, man? Biggest conspiracy? Yeah. Tinfoil hats, you know. Oh. You know, in all honesty, I don't mention COVID anymore on social media. <laughs> yeah. Because you have an opinion or you actually have a side, a side of an opinion on this thing. You get blasted. I put something up as simple as um, there was a best and less thing when, when the vaccinated, unvaccinated thing came out. It was best and less came out and said, we're not going to let, if you're unvaxxed, we're not letting you in the store. So I put something up on my, my NJE page with a 9K following. And I said, it looks like best and less is going to get less customers now. And the laughing face, people attacked me like heavily in, in the span of an hour over that i'm like it's just a joke like yeah. i'm actually actually i'm actually vaccinated but i mean if you're not it's okay yeah people have way too many opinions now it's like just chill the fuck out relax but you can't <laughs> talk you can't even talk about it and you know within an hour i've got so many comments and people are like oh you too oh, so you know what i've done i just deleted it and i actually lost about 10 to 15 of, of my people on my page from that post it's like really are people like gonna unfollow me and not like my music because i wrote a kind of a joke thing about covid like really are you that sensitive they really are yeah oh well 10 to 15 people that you're probably better off without <laughs> i'd have to say <laughs> that's just it you know it goes up and down like a roller coaster but that's it. If you are vaccinated or unvaccinated, that's on you, man. Like, it's like totally up to you. You're, you're your own person. You can make your decisions. So, yeah. I mean, uh, people took that the wrong way. It was, um, so I just don't speak on it anymore. Yeah. Feel like I can't have an opinion. No, yeah. no one can. How dare you? <laughs> you really can't. And, and Facebook is, it, it traps you, man, because it says, what's on your mind? Yeah. Oh. Maybe that's the conspiracy right there. It's right, like a you paragraph of stuff say, and you just delete it all anyway. Well, you can't actually say what's on your mind, can you? No, you can't. To a degree. I mean, Not unless you want to get like a, a sensitive content sticker or like COVID-19 bubble at the bottom, information bubble, or like, yeah, you can't say anything. That's it. That's it. Um, before we wrap this up, I want to know more about your album that – yeah, preached about it at the start. Tell me about it, and yep. when can we expect it? Okay, so the album is called "The Evolution of Oneself." So mm -hmm. that title, meaning the constant change, the constant growth, as as yourself as a person, as an artist. I'm talking from my perspective, but it's also you can look at it from your own perspective too. Um, so I've been through a lot of change in the last, say, three years. Um, so big evolution of oneself and myself, um, and now being a father, even more evolution. So, you know, that's what the album's about. 
Um, I've released a bunch of singles um, from from the um, album. So there's uh, the first single was called Innocence Lost, featuring Joseph Gatto, um, which got some play on Rage television. Then I dropped um, Ballad for the Broken Hearted, which uh, went down really well. It actually is my first song that got played on MTV, so it's ticked off right there. Um, then I had ooh, a song called um, Pay Attention with a good friend of mine called Unchained. Had another track after that we dropped, which is called Bottled Inside, uh, featuring my man Bruce Hathcock. Um, went down really well with a lot of people. And then the latest single is called Stay Chilled, which... Um, Funnily enough, really resonated with a lot of people because they could relate to it in a sense of what's going on in the world today with COVID and whatnot. You know, just like it is what it is and you just got to stay chilled. So kick back with a drink, smoke, whatever you want to do and just ride yeah. the wave, you know. So um, I've really set a tone with the singles and um, got so many other potential singles from the album. I'll probably be looking at doing another video pretty soon before the drop, like, and drop that and then drop the album sort of thing. Um, the album's at the final mixing stages and um, merely in the, at the mastering stages. Actually, probably my next studio session, which I'll probably be booking in a week or two, um, will be uh, starting to wrap up the album. So the mixing and the mastering and probably one more session and finalise the mastering. And then from there, it's just uh, to have enough money to go and <laughs> press it all up and stuff. Um, I'll be doing a vinyl press-up this one so yeah. it'll be my first records which is um something i'm really looking forward to doing um and i'll be pressing up cds because people still enjoy cds and they like that to collect it um i like really signing them and making it personalized for the people you're doing the same with the records uh, i'll be doing t-shirts whatnot um whatever just branding is very important yeah. um when the album will drop uh, say early next year sometime at yeah. this point really so hard to say You've got yeah. a lot of singles. How many tracks can we expect? On the album, there's 17 tracks. Um, oh, yeah, I've dropped already nice five number. singles. But it's kind of like just putting the music out there. Yeah. Like, and, um, this is, you know, a taste of what's to come. And when the album drops, there's plenty more heat on the album, believe me. Um, I've got some collaborations with some um, artists from America. I've got one artist from the UK. Um, pretty established MCs too. Um, really proud of these features. Um, also some Australian MCs on there, of course. Um, some of my friends, some people that are associated with over the years. So I'm really proud of the body of work and really looking forward to for, um, just releasing it to the people. I can't wait. I'm so excited uh, to get something fresh out for the people. I haven't dropped the release since 2017. Uh, which is my Soul Beats and Solace mixtape. Um, so really excited, man. Yeah. Yeah, that's keen. Um, I'm very excited to hear it. Like, <laughs> like if that's what you're leading with with all your singles, it should definitely be a decent album. Yeah, and all the singles have done fairly well, man. Um, really happy with um, how they've turned out. And um, yeah, man, looking forward to it. Um. What do you have to say to your ever-growing fan base? Man, just um, for those who have ride with me for so long, thank you so much. Um, 
really appreciate each and every one of you, you know, anyone that's supported my music in any way, shape or form, sharing it, um, showing a friend, you know, told people about me. I mean, I had a guy, he's, uh, he bought a face mask lately, uh, done some face masks uh, recently. He was in um, Geelong and he walked into a, a petrol station and the guy smiled at the counter. He's like, well, what are you smiling for? He goes, oh, I know that guy, I know his music. I, love, I like his stuff, you know? And I was like, Geelong? I got people out of Geelong, that's crazy. And like, you know, so that's kind of cool when you hear stuff like that. And you think you're like, you know, you've been around for so long, maybe these people will forget you or they're onto the new wave or something like that. But it just so happens I've still got, you know, people that are loyal to to what is and um, they're, they're waiting for this new album. And uh, it's really rewarding to hear those type of things, man. Um, yeah. yeah, so I'm thankful, with, I'm thankful for each and every fan out there, anyone that shows love to what I do, shows appreciation for what I do. Um, I see you guys. And... Um, Thank you very much. Yeah. And what do you have to say to people who aren't following you? Well, I, I know I'm not everyone's cup of tea. One thing with being an artist, you got to realize that not everyone's going to love you. Um, people are going to tell you how to be or why don't you rap over this type of beat? Why don't you do this? Why don't you do that? End of the day, because I got to do me, bro. <laughs> um, but everyone's got an opinion too, you know what I mean? So you got to take that opinion on board and don't take it the wrong way. Because as an artist, sometimes you might be like, no, I want to do it this way. And then you've attacked that person and then they're going to think, well, this guy's being a bit of a dickhead. Yeah. So they'll be like, I don't want to listen to his music anymore. I don't want to associate with him. People like might not like your music, but they might respect you. You know what I mean? So hmm. you just got to have that respect. So people say to me, hey, man, I'm not really vibing to your, your new track. It's like, that's cool, man. Maybe it's just not for you. That's fine, though. Um, so you can't get too butthurt over it, man. You've got to kind of just be like, oh, maybe you like this more upbeat track or something like that, and maybe they won't. If they don't, be like, oh, cool, That's maybe it's not for you, man. That's all yeah. good. So not everyone's going to love you. Remember that, young MCs. <laughs> <laughs> um, NJE, man, thank you so much for coming on. Thank you so much, brother. Appreciate your time. <laughs>